Exploding Headwinds. Monday, 7 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs>
playing tomorrow at Deer Lake Park. That was The Cure off their 1989 album Disintegration. That was their key big hit off of that, simply known as Love Song. One word. Originally formed in West Sussex 40 years ago, The Cure's only consistent member all this time has been Robert Smith. And of course, all the hair gel that he uses. And uh, he took it through post-punk and new wave to more tormented realms as uh, The Cure kind of helped pioneer the goth rock scene along with some quirky pop elements. Originally, we were going to open up the show with the Love Cats, but <laughs> it was not going to fit in with the rest of the show, as it were. I remember Love Song as being uh, the key uh, song that the girls wearing black wore during grade eight back in Thunder Bay, just to show my age. Not that you really need to know that, but... <laughs> but yeah, The Cure. Soundtracking. A lot of the not-so-happy moments, but then you think about glorious gems like Friday, I'm in love. It was The Cure do their first major tour since 2008 in North America. And uh, if I remember properly, they had played the Rogers Arena, although at the time it was known as GM Place. And that was in support of their still most recent album from 2008, 413, as in the time of day, or perhaps a skewed ratio. But they have had a live album in 2011 tied to an appearance at the festival in white in England. So The Cure join the Twilight Sad playing uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, May 31st at Deer Lake Park in Burnaby. And of course, you are out that way. You will know traffic will be a zoo, as it should be every summer. Doors open at 5, the Twilight Sad play at 6, and The Cure should take the stage at 7. And there's a 10 o'clock curfew, and I believe the show is sold out. So good evening, and welcome to another episode of Exploding Hemis. This is your cinematically inspired program found on Vancouver's twangy community radio station, CITR. We are your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM, and we broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus. All the way up to Squamish, all the way down to Bellingham, Washington, all the way across the Sailor Sea to Victoria sometimes, although I know our friends at UVic, CFUV, we fight over the same frequency sometimes, depending on the weather. Depending on who's got the stronger show. No, I didn't say that. Otherwise, then we go out to the Fraser Valley, too. But you can find us online at www.citr.ca. And my name is Gak. And uh, based on my travels right now, I can tell you right now, I'll be basically ooh, consuming a lot of oxygen for the next two hours here. Since I came from mighty altitude, so brace yourself. This may be a very silly show. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live right now, 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point, since I have to make up a lot of things here. Uh, but you can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. I could definitely make up stuff for that as needed. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 100 Error. That's where I'm most active. I'm pretty regular on Instagram as well, too, as Myopic Man. But Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr under its given name. So, before the cure, we heard a little cue from Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. And uh, from the 1993 album Sport Fishing, Lure of the Bait. The Luck of the Hook. We heard one of the versions of two of the short song, All Watchable. And the Shadowy Men play along with the Sadies on Friday, June 3rd at the Rickshaw. And uh, part of that's tied to some personnel overlap due to the recent revival. 
The legendary Toronto Instrumental Rock Act recently had a box set released through Yep Rock Records consisting of most of the music during uh, this year's Record Store Day. So, for the record, their music was not played during Record Store Day, but they had a four LP box set. Uh, the box set has an offensive title, so listener discretion is advised for the next three seconds because it's called, oh, I guess we were a fucking surf band after all. So this week, we'll have a bit of a redux of an old Exploding Head Movies episode I did four years ago featuring some rare Shadowy Men music. Although we won't be playing the same songs as last time, at least not by the original acts. So there'll be previously unheard songs on their box set, some covers, some of their influences, some recent projects, and then some sound track material. We'll also have some Kids in the Hall stuff, particularly some new stand-up from one of the members. And we'll talk a little bit more about the show later. But uh, in the background, as I babbled on longer than expected, and I have no control over what's going on there, uh, we heard David Julian with one of his cues to the soundtrack to the 2006 film by Christopher Nolan called The Prestige. And what we heard was Colorado Springs, named after a beautiful town an hour or so drive south on Interstate 25 from Denver, near the magnificent Pikes Peak along the Front Range, and then the geological wonder that is the Garden of the Gods. So I spent most of this past week in the Centennial State, starting off some business in the north in Fort Collins before spending the American Memorial Day weekend one of my old hometowns, which is Denver, the Mile High City, home of your Super Bowl champion Broncos, and probably none of the existing personnel on that team either. Um, it was the first time I had been in that town in about 20 years, and probably the first as an adult, and it's definitely grown substantially since 1998. So forgive me since I just got back into town a couple hours ago, and this will get weird. So we'll get listen to a couple songs about the Centennial State before we hear from some of its local bands. And recently we talked about Merle Haggard. And he died April 6th this year on his 79th birthday. And uh, great country western singer. And uh, we'll actually go back to 1976, the year of Colorado Centennial. And off the album, The Roots of My, Rise, Roots of My Raisin. Raising, not Raisin, like Raisin brand. The Roots of My Raising. This will be The Hag along with his band, The Strangers, with a song called Colorado. Here on the Rocky Mountain High, that is Exploding Head Movies. Broadcast on the well-traveled CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. There's a place where Mother Nature's got it all together. She knows just when to let wild flowers bloom Somehow she always seems to know exactly what she's doing And the Lord saw fit to furnish elbows Doesn't leave. 
most of his time I'd love to be there watching early in the morning the sun comes up and crowns the mountain king if by chance you dare to be Swear that you can hear the angels sing. Have you ever been down to Colorado? I spent. Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends on Commercial Drive, like 10% off at Stormcrow Tavern, High Life Records, Audio Pile, Mintage Clothing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Sitting in this beer joint down in Houston, Texas. He's drinking Colorado Kool Aid and talking to some Mexicans. And we was, what's that you say? What's Colorado Kool Aid? Well, it's a can of Coors brewed from a mountain stream. It'll set your head on fire and make your kidneys scream. Oh, it sure is fine. Yeah, we was having ourselves one of them real good times. But you know every beer joint that you've ever been in, some big mean drunk who just ain't got no friend. Sure enough, he wants to fight. Yeah, he's gonna whip everything in sight. Well, he took him a big cold swallow of beer and he walked over and spit in my Mexican friend's ear. Sure enough, that made my buddy real mad. That's something like he ain't never had. Well, sir, he pulled out a big long switchblade knife. Quick as a whistle, he began to slice. Looking down at the floor, 
one of his ears. <laughs> he cut that thing off even with a sideburn. You might say the little Mexican fella, he just didn't give a darn. But he was a gentleman about it. Bent over and with a halfway grin, picked it up and handed it back to him. He said, now big man, you get the urge to spit a little beer, just open up your hand there and spit it in your own ear. Won't be no trouble that way. That's what I heard him say. And I said, barmaid, set us up around that Colorado Kool-Aid. While you're up there, bring this big fella here a box of Band-Aids. Now let me tell you, if you're ever riding down in South Texas and decide to stop and drink some Colorado Kool-Aid and maybe talk to some Mexicans and you get the urge to get a little tough, Better make damn sure you got your knife-proof earmuff. Hey, ain't that right, big man? I said, ain't that right, big man? Ah, hell, he can't hear. Not on this side, anyway. He ain't got no ear. Hey, barmaid, bring us all a big, tall glass of that Colorado Kool-Aid. How about it? How you doing, big man? Still got your ear there in your hand? Task failure there. From his 1977 album, Take This Job and Shove It, that was Johnny Paycheck, otherwise known as Donald Eugene Lil. And that song closed the album called Colorado Kool Aid, referring to not Coors Light, but the Coors Original from Golden, Colorado. Uh, it's best known as the, uh, well, actually, it became a film in 1981. It's supposed to be kind of a spoof on sort of jobs being upset. And uh, Johnny Paycheck and the writer, David Allen Coe, both appeared in it. Paycheck was part of the outlaw country movement a little bit later on, since uh, he had his breakout with Take This Job and Shove It in 1977. But drugs and booze and legal problems slowed him down in the 80s and the 90s. He spent some time in jail. He died in 2003 at the age of 64. Now behind me, this is uh, Alan Hawkshaw and Brian Bennett off the 1974 album Synthesizer and Percussion. This is version B of the Mile High Swinger. And Denver is definitely a mile high above sea level, 5,280 feet. Though you see in all the sports arenas, a single row in the higher sections is marked as being the official mile high point. And uh, yeah, the state actually has 53 mountains over 14,000 feet, and everyone knows them as the 14ers. And I can tell you, I went to catch a baseball game when I was in Denver. Coors Field, so of course you had to have some Colorado Kool-Aid there. Uh, don't let it get warm. That's my basic advice for that, if you have to do that. But, of course, Denver has had a strong craft brewery scene for a while, similar to what we've seen in Vancouver in the past few years here. 
definitely had a few libations of salts there. And of course, with that, uh, Denver also has a strong live scene as well, too. So you think about current bands like the Lumineers and Dvochka. And Dvochka, while I was there, was gearing up to do their own version of Sweeney Todd. So posters around there. So not sure if there's going to be a release tied to that in any way whatsoever. But we'll dig up some other Denver bands here. And we'll start off with uh, one of the Apples in Stereo offshoots, since the guitarist from that party, the Elective Six Collective, plays with this band. They're known as Dressy Bessie. And uh, they actually have a new album, their first one in eight years, called King Sized. I'm just making sure that we have the appropriate material here on the thing we do. Awesome sauce. So, we're actually listen to a song off of that. So, King Size came out through the Eparoch label, which actually will be a source of a lot of songs that uh, we'll be hearing today, not specifically tied to what's uh, sort of thematically in place. But, you know, they're a good source of twangy music, especially once we get into Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet later. But before that, actually, we'll do a lot of surf music as well, a lot of sort of their influences and... Uh, some bands that are definitely influenced by them, and I'll talk about some of the bands that have covered them. Get ready for the tuba and drum version. That'll pop up later. But anyways, <coughs> off of King Sized, as we dressy Bessie here with 57 Disco. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Sure, sure. 
How do you listen to CITR? Do you stream it with your data? You could be getting it free on your phone with the already installed FM receiver chip, but major carriers have blocked access to it. If you want access to all your favorite CITR goodness on your phone, get involved. Visit freeradiomyphone.ca to see how you can get involved by contacting your carrier and signing our petition.
from their 2004 album, The Bloody Tenant, Truth and Peace. Although they kind of went with Renaissance spelling, so it's almost like Blaudi with a Roman V. That was Slim Cessna's Auto Club with the Sour Patch Kids. And since 1992, Slim Cessna and his Auto Club have combined country blues, southern gospel, and gothabilly. And uh, kind of what you term as alternative country as well to Americana. A lot of people associate two of the words there from that genre soup. And uh, it's called country gothic as they mix apocalyptic religious imagery with stories of alcohol, violence, and relationships gone awry. At least according to Splendid E-Zine from 2007. Slim Cessna's Auto Club played two sold-out shows at the High Dive in South Broadway in Denver. One of many cool parts. And it was just past this weekend. I couldn't get in because it was sold out. But I eavesdropped from the sidewalk for a while. At least for on, I think, Friday. Slim Cessna's Auto Club's most recent album is Unentitled from 2011. But in 2012, they saw five volumes tied to the 20th anniversary. In 2013, led live album and DVD as an intro for European fans. Now the background. Somehow I actually managed to pick a song. I didn't completely babble over to the point you didn't hear it. You are actually listening to Carter Burwell. From his score to the 2010 film Howl, which was based on the life of Allen Ginsberg and the beat writer scene, the song is now Denver is lonesome for her heroes. Taken from one of his poems. And Denver was one of the key hubs of the beat scene. His authors, Jack Kerouac and Neil Cassidy, spent plenty of time in the Cowtown as a documented under aliases in the uh, well-defined book, let's say. Although at this point right now, I can tell you in your 20s, that's the time when you read on the road, when you feel the itch to travel. In your 40s, it's like, wow, this man needed to stop doing Benzedrine while not editing. On the road. Definitely a circuitous way of pitching it. I would still recommend reading it, and I know there was a film that finally came out based on it. But yeah, Denver's have always had a strong connection to the counterculture. I wouldn't say there's a prevalent, like, mainstream theme to Denver itself, but the main thing that always jumps out in my eye when walking around is the fact there's still a lot of punks out there, still a lot of goths. There actually was a goth prom going on while I was there, so great costumes. But uh, there actually is a strong electronic music scene there as well, too. I was trying to hunt down a couple songs I heard on Colorado Public Radio, CPR, uh, they have an open-air channel tied to, similar to what you hear on Minnesota Public Radio's uh, The Current. And just showcasing a lot of quality music, especially because uh, at lunch, they have a show called the Mile High Noon. And uh, the episode I managed to ca- talked about Colfax Avenue, one of the most historic streets in the U.S., to the point it actually is the longest one. doesn't touch Young Street, though, in Toronto. Past Toronto, all the way up through Ontario, but still, good many a mile roads there. And of course, when we talk about Colorado, the state's recent legalization of a certain vegetable or plant has brought its own odd tourist scene. To the point, uh, I was eating something last night and watched a person just stare at a lamppost for 20 minutes as something was being tripped in his mind. But overall, the entire city is doing quite well. We're going to close with one last Colorado-related song. Shouldn't be drinking the Colorado Kool-Aid myself. Warren Zevon, off his 1991 album, Mr. Bad Example. This song title gave name to a 1995 neo-noir film. 
definitely kind of in the wake of Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. And uh, the film itself featured a definite patois that you wouldn't hear otherwise, talking about boat drinks and things of that nature. But uh, I played some of the songs from the soundtrack in the past, including music by Tom Waits and Morphine. But uh, as a condition of actually giving the film its name, Warren Zevon said, you have to play this over the closing credits. This will be Zevon here with things to do in Denver when you're dead. Radio Free Stein presents He Said It and White Wines, a concert staging of two plays by Gertrude Stein with music by Dorothy Chang and David Chokrum, June 4th and 5th at The Colch. He Said It is a distressed comedy about two women who recreate a man's monologue. White Wines is about a drunken dinner party and its aftermath. Ticket prices, $15 for adults and $10 for students and seniors. For more information on this project, please visit RadioFreeStein.com. Always spoken. 
Tune in every other Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. for Blood on the Saddle with your host, Dan N., the real authentic country. Being six years old, I had seen some trains before. So it's hard to figure out what I'm at the depot for. Trains are big and black and smoking steam screaming at the wheels. Bigger than anything they is, at least that's the way she feels. Trains are big and black and smoking, louder than July 4. But everybody's acting like this might be something more than just picking up the mail. Are the soldiers from the war? This something that even old man Wyman never seen before. And it's a late afternoon on a hot Texas day. Something strange is going on And we is all in the way Now there's 50 or 60 people Just sitting on the cars And the old men left their dominoes And come down from the bars And everybody's checking Old Jack Kittrell check his watch And us kids put our ears to the rails To hear them pop So we already noted When they finally said train time And you'd have thought that Jesus Christ himself was rolling down the line Cause things got real quiet Mama jerked me back But not before I'd got the chance to lay a nickel on the track Look out, here she comes, she's coming Look out, there she goes, she's gone Screaming straight through Texas like a mad dog cyclone Big and red and silver she don't make no smoke She's a fast rolling streamline Come show I said look out here she comes She's coming look out there she goes She's gone screaming straight through Texas Like a mad dog cyclone Lord she never even stopped But she left 50 or 60 people Still sitting on the cars Wondering what it's coming to How it got this far But me, I got a nickel Smashed flatter than a dime By a mad dog Runaway red silver Streamline train Look out, here she comes, she's coming Look out, there she goes, she's gone Screaming straight through Texas Like a mad dog cyclone In red and silver she don't make no smoke. She's a fast rolling streamline. Come show I said, look out, here she comes. She's coming, look out, there she goes. She's gone. Screaming straight from Texas like a mad dog cyclone. Look out, here she comes. She's coming, look out, there she goes. She's gone. Screaming straight from Texas like a mad dog cyclone. Look out, here she comes. She's coming, look out, there she goes. She's gone. Out, friends, here's Leon. Take it away, boys. Take it away. Oh, everybody dance now. From his 1975 debut, old number one, that was Guy Clark with Texas, 1947. I mostly know that from the Johnny Cash cover that uh, he put out a couple years later. Clark was a big part of the progressive and outlaw country scene with songs like L.A. Freeway and Desperado's Wait for a Train. Some of his songs were also covered by Lyle Lovett, Ricky Skaggs, 
and uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Buffett. But amongst all of Clark's other skills with songwriting, not only could he build the tunes, he could build the guitars too, because he was a skilled luthier and often ended up playing his own instruments. Clark died a couple weeks ago on May 17th at the age of 74. He'd been suffering from a long illness. There's some great articles in the Texas Monthly. We'll talk about his influence in the Texas music scene. I mean, he did end up going to Nashville, but Austin was his heart. Now behind me, going back to 1937, this is Bob Wills along with his Texas Playboys with the A-side to a 10-inch for the OK label. This is the steel guitar rag. Hey, let's hop back to Austin for this next act, who is coming to town soon. He was born Alejandro Rose Garcia, but uh, in the midst of a camping trip with some friends, uh, a drunk came up to them and they decided to make up some names for themselves to introduce themselves. So Rose Garcia called himself Shaky Graves. At this point now, he's built a reputation built on a one-man band set up just using a guitar, a tiny amp, and kind of a crude tambourine kick drum setup. Although I believe uh, when he's touring, he does actually have a full band with him. So Shaky Graves, along with City and Color, will be playing Vancouver's Rogers Arena this Friday, June 3rd. Show starts at 7.30 and tickets start at $35. Elsewhere in the province, well, he's heading up to the CN Center in Prince George on Sunday, June 5th. Otherwise, then he'll be heading east to Red Deer, Medicine Hat, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg. But uh, let's talk about at least two towns I know. Thunder Bay. I know quite well, and I'll be there soon enough. He'll be playing the Community Auditorium on Wednesday, June 15th. Well, I know it's my brother's birthday. Not that he lives in Thunder Bay anymore. Otherwise, in Toronto, we'll be playing the Molson Canadian Amphitheater on Saturday, June 18th. His latest album is 2014's And the War Came. Aside from a brief, weak window when uh, an album called When Nobody's Fool came out. But we're going to go back to his 2011 debut, which you can get for free on Bandcamp. So off of Roll the Bones, this will be Shaky Graves with Proper Fence. Just a mile, Just a mile. Down, the road. down the road and a street or two that freckle misses it I want most every day Out to the home, to the home of, her father. of her father Gonna drag my sore old feet Tell him she's the, the woman who can wake me from my sleep She said kiss me Seven days, one week, two minutes. 
again. On June 2nd to 5th, all across East Vancouver, Music Waste and Art Waste are presenting independent art and culture makers. Featuring Swim Team, Jay Arner, Ace Martins, So Loki, Stefana Fertilla, Late Spring, Pale Red, Morning Coo, TV Ugly, Data Plan, Glad Rags, MOSFET, and so much more. Check out Music Waste on Facebook or head over to musicwaste.ca for all the information and where to get tickets. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. That was Peter McConnell from the recently remastered soundtrack to the old LucasArts video game Grim Fandango. That song was Bonewagon. And all that tells me right now is a clarinet, if not some klezmer elements, need to come back into some outstanding music in that way. Now, before I forget, since I played the cart there, Music Waste starts this Thursday. Opening show will be at the Fortune Sound Club in three separate rooms there with a wide array of great local acts. And yeah, Music Waste goes from this Thursday to Sunday, June 2nd to 5th. Weekend passes are only $15, and you can get them through friends of CITR like Red Cat Records, Neptune Records, Zulu Records, Horse Records, Selectors Records, and Audio Pile. And uh, you can just check out Music Waste's Facebook page for the full lineup and list of venues. 
I may actually try to make it out to Saturday, June 4th, because there's a lot of things happening this week, so it's understandable if you can make it out. But there's plenty of art and music to enjoy, and hopefully you get a chance to see a lot of quality local acts that way. Now, in the background, this is Tough Age off of last year's I Get the Feeling Central. This is Landau, Luckman, and Lake. Autocorrect when I typed this up, came up with Lucian, Stev Luckman. Bah. And we know Tough Age for being in past, featuring members from past acts like Korean Gut. And we'll actually get into another Korean named band. But otherwise, it's high time to get into the surf music. So the main thing to pick up is there'll be a lot of reverb, there'll be a lot of tremolo, a lot of sort of instrumental elements, but at the same time, too, it's no real cohesive theme because there's some country elements, there's some rockability that kicks in, a little bit of rock that way. And uh, we're going to kick off from a band from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, known as Southern Culture on the Skids, and they've been kicking around since 1983. And they sort of mix a lot of wild things together. So rockabilly, surf rock, country, and R&B genres together like old-school R&B, but they have a bit of a punk edge to them and some outrageous humor. Uh, how well have they parlayed their experience to the music culture? Well, Weird Al's most recent album, Mandatory Fun, actually has a song that uh, is kind of a genre spoof of them, so it's not like a straight-up parody as he does, but if you listen to Lame Acclaim to Fame, that is inspired by Southern Culture on the Skids. Their most recent uh, release was last year's Party at My Trouse. And in 2013, they had a compilation called Dig This, Ditch Diggin' Volume 2. But their most recent album was 2011's Zombified. But we're going to go back to 1995, how I first heard about them. Off of Dirt Track Date, get your snack crackers and oatmeal pie ready. You get to find out if you can walk like a camel. Because this will be the Camel Walk here on Exploding Head Movie CITR 101.9 FM. Vancouver, British Columbia, don't you know? Uh, Baby, will you eat that there snack cracker in your special outfit for me? Please.
On Sunday, June 5th, the Vancouver Peace Choir and Vox Humana Chamber Choir join forces to present choral music that spans a century. Celebrating the 101st anniversary of its composition, over 65 voices perform Rachmaninoff's Vespers, as well as Three Songs of Faith by Eric Whitaker. Also featuring special performances of Agnes Day, Ave Maria, Immortal Bach, and more. The concert starts at 2.30 on June 5th at Holy Trinity Anglican Church in Vancouver. Tickets are available now online at brownpapertickets.com or at the door. Visit vancouverpeacechoir.org for more information. Tracy to kids. Tracy to kids. Come in, kids. They claim to come from outer space. Since that was what their mission was, but they actually originally hail from Auburn, Alabama. That was Man, or Astro Man. And that originally was one of the B-sides off of the 7-inch, the Estrus label, 1996, to the Sounds of Tomorrow. That was the powerful, fully transistorized Dick Tracy two-way wrist radio. I've caught them live. Unfortunately, I missed them when they played Bellingham, Washington recently. But it's good to see them because they reunited in 2010. And I did catch them in Austin, Texas, uh, South by Southwest. Which you gotta do again sometime again. Most recent albums, 2013's DEFCON 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And we're definitely sticking in the South for what's behind me here. This is REM. Believe it or not, sometimes they write instrumental songs, mostly because uh, Michael Stipe couldn't come up with lyrics, but they usually popped up on the B-side. And this actually appeared on the back to their Fall On Me single in 1986. And Rotary 10, popular enough that uh, 
in the heat of their automatic for the people popularity. A Rotary 11 backed up another song. As the top of the Calgary, Brent J. Cooper's been a big part of the instrumental rock scene there for a while. We moan right now for his work with the Ramblin' Ambassadors, but his original band from 1993 on to 2000 was known as the Huevos Rancheros, the quality Mexican or Tex-Mex breakfast. I just gotta hold the beans. From their 1993 debut, this is the title track, Huevos Rancheros, with Ennsville.
Then there's the utter misery that is college radio, where they apparently just let any bewildered freshman wander into the booth and try to run a radio station. Um, can Campus Outreach is looking for... Hang on. College radio can pretty much be summed up in five words. CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. From their 2003 debut, Avanti, that was the Ramblin' Ambassadors, with 20 original fembots. And the Ramblin' Ambassadors formed in the wake of the dissolution of Huevos Ranchos, whom we've heard before in the 1993 song, Ennsville. Ramblin' Ambassadors play the occasional show, mostly in Calgary, since at this point, uh, lead guitarist Brent J. Cooper teaches... So, during the school year, obviously he has to focus on his students and all that material. But yeah, anytime I've caught the Rambler Ambassadors live, at this point, far too long. It's always a treat, especially with the stand-up bass. At this point, they're now down to a trio. And they had played some shows in the cow town a couple months ago, but I keep hoping they have some new stuff to come out soon. Most recent album is 2012's Ramble On. And the important thing about the song we just heard, 20 Original Fembots, it's not a song that they wrote. It was written by Brian Connolly, Reed Diamond, and Don Powell, otherwise known as Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Before I talk about them, let's talk about some in the background here. This is the Dakotas. 
Going back to 1963, to the Parlophone label, before the Beatles became a thing. This is one of their great bits of uh, kind of surf music here. This is called Magic Carpet. Secondly, my name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Broadcasted from unceded coasted Salish and Musqueam territory here on UBC campus. Thanks, Dakotas. So, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Best known for the music that they provided to the CBC slash HBO comedy sketch series, The Kids in the Hall. And uh, originally, Reed Diamond and Brian Connolly were part of a punk rock band in Calgary called Buick McCain in the late 70s. But uh, eventually, Diamond Connolly and the drummer Alex Koch moved to Toronto where they formed another band with Don Powell called Crash Kills 5. They released an EP in 1980 that I'm still trying to track down. But in 1984, they became the Shadowy Men. And they actually picked the name, expecting not to really fit on a poster. They just wanted something whimsical, but it kind of fit in with their style because, you know, they had looked at singers or vocalists. It didn't really pan out, so they opted to translate their humor into song titles, which we will eventually get into. Anyway, Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet joined the Sadies along with some special guests at the Rickshaw Theater this Friday, June 3rd. Doors open at 8, show starts at 9. Advanced tickets are $25, which are available online, either at Red Cat Records, Zula Records, or then High Life. It is a 19 and older show. So before we get into Shadowy Men properly, despite uh, all the weird diatribes and tangents I take, why don't we talk about the kids in the hall? And uh, they've reunited, and they've been regularly sort of touring and uh, they had limited CBC uh, eight-episode series called Death Comes to Town a couple of years ago. But one thing that they have been doing is a whole bunch of individual work to the point that Dave Foley, uh, not David Foley as he was credited during The Kids in the Hall, he's been doing stand-up on his own, as has Scott Thompson, because most of their background has been sketch comedy. I know that uh, Bruce McCullough has more of a background in monologues, which accounts for his many one-man shows which occasionally features the guitarist from Shadowy Men, Brian Connolly. But Kevin McDonald, otherwise known as Le Poupé, has his debut stand-up album because he's probably known now for his work doing a sketch comedy writing training courses. And uh, he actually was in town last year offering uh, his talents in that way. Surprise! And um, those tickets are usually expensive, but... He has an album that came out last year through Comedy Dynamics. It's called Making Faces. And guess what? Along with his stand-up, sometimes there's some sketch comedy that appears on the album. He also has some songs. So this (laughs) next five minutes or so uh, sets up to being a kind of shambly tale. But from Making Faces, this will be Kevin McDonald with Sugar Free, Sugar Daddy. And then we'll dig up some old Kids in the Hall from 1992. So we have some sketches and a little bit of music that shadowy men, because they provide the interstitial music throughout the series. My name's Gak. This is Exploding Head Movies here, CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Um, uh, I'm a comedian everything. Uh, sure, that's true. Uh, but I also, at this moment in my life, I happen to be uh, in love with a woman. I'm in love with a whole woman. A whole woman. And she seems to love me back. Uh, we, we live in the northern wilds of Canada, um, and, and, but we're in love. And, you know, you know she loves me, guys. She loves me. She really loves me. 
but you know, I'm not the most handsome man in the world, and I, and I think it helped a bit that I was a little famous, a minor celebrity, a B celebrity, maybe a D, but, uh, but, but she loves me, guys. She loves me, but I think it helped a lot. I think fame makes you a little more handsome, um, and uh, you, you know, I, I, I am a little famous, um, uh, and that makes me lovable, I think. Uh, <laughs> it, it's true, I, I, I was on that uh, sketch comedy show that I forget the name, um, Hall, Hall of Notes, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Uh, uh, of course, I've done many TV shows, many TV shows. Uh, I was Pastor Dave in Green Acres. That was very exciting. <laughs> Speaking classic television like that. Uh, cartoons, I do a lot of cartoons. I was the original Mickey Mouse from 1927 to 1936. <laughs> so that was exciting. Um, movies, tons of movies. Uh, I was in Galaxy Quest for 12 seconds. until um, <laughs> a wall falls on me. Um, and of course, the comedy troupe, we did a movie called Brain Candy. Um, thank you. Or, as we like to call it, cost eight million, gross three million. <laughs> and this, uh, this woman, this love of my life, she loves me, guys. She loves me. But I, but I guess she thought that uh, I was a little richer than I was. That, um, that even though we live in the wilds where there's no, like, TV uh, studios, that I would, you know, get residuals. Residuals come, sure. I, all that work, residuals. But she doesn't really understand show business that much. And the, you know, the thing about residuals, they get smaller every year. Uh, like Green Acres may have been 4000 the first year, and then 2000 the next year, then it becomes like $53. And, uh, well, I got a residual check for brain candy the other day. Well, it, it was more of a residual invoice. <laughs> if you do bad work, you've got to pay money. Um, uh, so, uh, and she loves me, guys. She loves me. Uh, but I guess I wasn't uh, quite the sugar daddy. Than, uh, than she thought I was. Uh, not quite the sugar daddy. Um, and so I wrote a song about it, and we're gonna do it now, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm a sugar free sugar daddy. I'm a sugar-free sugar daddy Like a golfer with an invisible caddy You're a girl with a sugar-free daddy Daddy Ooh. If you were a girl and I was a soda You'd be a girl, I'd be a Diet Coke Yeah, so drink me, drink me You'll never get fat, still fit in your hat Red money's coming soon. I'm a sugar-free sugar daddy. I'm a sugar-free sugar daddy. Like working in a riceless rice patty. You're a girl with a sugar-free daddy. Daddy. Of the month. Oh, 
first met you, you were down and out. Said I would pay for things and buy you a house. But I forgot that, forgot that. Big overdraft in my account. Mine is four hundred dollars. Mine is four hundred dollars. I'm a sugar-free sugar daddy. I'm a sugar-free sugar daddy. I'm a meatless hamburger patty. My asses aren't even that fatty. My reggae dreads are really not natty. I'm Bruce Lee without knowing karate. You're a girl with a sugar-free daddy. Daddy. It's time to get outside and play with your friends. Take a copy of Discorder magazine with you. In the May issue, we talk to MOSFET, Corn Shed, Horsepower, So Loki, and Glad Rags. We also feature Hits and Misses Record Shop, and Brenda Gurnow writes an article exploring the shortfalls of Vancouver nightlife. With album reviews of Coben, Ace Martins, and Operators, and live show reviews of Young Lean and Courtney Barnett, you won't want to miss this one. Pick up a copy at your favorite local record store, cafe, or retailer, or visit discorder.ca for more content. Yesterday, when we were a bunch of kids getting Slurpees. Remember, Dave? Sure do, Mark. The next thing you know, jobs become careers. And girlfriends become millionaires. And Ridge becomes a lifeless corpse in your arms. One last... That's all she wrote, man. That's all she wrote. Courage! Courage! as the sun sets over the mountains, and crushing heads is given away to Mark's newest catchphrase. Hey, everybody! Guess what I'm doing? I'm updating my resume. I'm updating my resume. Oh, update! Update! Catch me at the Laugh Resort from Thursday to Sunday. You flatheads! I guess my one biggest regret is that I never thanked the person actually responsible for us having a TV show.
All right, we start off with Kevin McDonald talking about how rich he really is as a sugar-free sugar daddy. Then we heard some excerpts from Season 3, Episode 20, the finale of the 1991-92 series. That was The Kids in the Hall featuring some of the background music by Shadowy Men and a Shadowy Planet. I don't have all the sketches there, but I can definitely hear looking back. I'm pressing their heads, Resume. And then the, the swanky little bit of organ music there from Spy Models. Starring Francesca Fiore and Bruno Ponce Jones. That just reminds me, I just need to rewatch some of the kids in the hall. Although I only have seasons one to three on DVD. There's still a four and a five. There's the pilot episode, and of course, there's Brain Candy, which uh, Mr. McDonald alluded to there. Now, behind me, this is Lycan the Cosmets from Finland off of their 2004 album Local Warming. This is NY79. And before we get into the shadowy men properly, although again, we'll detour somewhat, uh, let's talk some of the soundtracks that are coming out this week. For new movies, there's Craig Armstrong's music from Me Before You, a song album through Interscope. Another song album by Matthew Compton for Popstar. Never stop, never stopping. Definitely lonely island material there. And then Giorgio Moroder, along with Rennie Strachny, and they provide the soundtrack to the latest video game tied to the Tron series. It's called Tron Runner. R-U-N slash R. I need to do a profile on Moroder at some point. Giorgio. Meanwhile, as re-releases go, Keith Emerson, late of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, recently died and recently profiled here on Exploding Head Movies. There's a re-release of his soundtrack to Nighthawks, which starred Sylvester Stallone. That's out through the rest of Saraband. There's a limited edition of 2,000 copies of the complete album masters to Spartacus. That was scored by Alex North. That is also out through the rest of Saraband. And I need to do some Alex North again, because I think I've only done Cleopatra this point when uh, Elizabeth Taylor died. Star Wars fans, well, if you don't have the original, or I guess episode four, New Hope, there's a limited gold vinyl edition out through Sony featuring music by John Williams. And something I hope to profile soon, J.G. Thorold. There's going to be volume two of his music from the Adult Swim cartoon series, The Venture Brothers. So... Expect a weird mix of industrial slash cartoon music at some point soon. So shadowy men on a shadowy planet. Let's listen to some weird songs that uh, involve their music being manipulated by other artists. And we'll start off, speaking of industrial, by the Edmonton-born German act Psyche. And this originally recently appeared on the Unforgotten Rhymes, a tribute to Psyche, an EP that came out last year. Apparently self-released. So. This combines Shadowy Men's theme to the kids in the hall, known as Having an Average Weekend, with Psyche's track, Uncivilized. So this track is known as Psyche on a Shadowy Planet. This will be Average Uncivilized Weekend here. Here on a pretty much somewhat civilized uh, weekday night on Exploding Head Movies, CITR 11.9 FM Vancouver. Big city luxury, plastic surgeon nail it down. Hell, sex and fantasy, very hot and win the crown. 
in support of her critically acclaimed new album, Love and Lust. Jada Kelly's Canadian tour comes to Vancouver. Jada Kelly CD release tour live at the Biltmore Cabaret in Vancouver on Thursday, June 23rd with special guest Lydia Hall and the Campbell Bay Music Fest on Main Island on Friday, June 24th. Jada Kelly's Love and Lust is available on Darth Jada Music. For more info and tickets, visit DarthJada.com and Ticketfly.com. In the background here, there would be no shadowy men if it weren't for the British band known as The Shadows. From the 1962 album Out of the Shadows, this song is cozy. And of significance to this, it was co-written by Mort Garson, known in the 60s for his uh, kind of easy listening music. But in the 70s, he became more associated with uh, experimental synth avant-garde music. We've profiled the composer from New Brunswick in the past. Meanwhile, off of the tribute album, Better Than the Average Weekend, a tribute to the shadowy men on a shadowy planet. That was the bass playing Ben with his take of Jackpot. Obviously some multi-track action there since all the parts were played by the bass guitar. And the Deep Eddie label released this back in 2001. It features a whole bunch of bands doing covers of shadowy men music. I've been on a backup drive somewhere, but quality stereophonic sound, including acts like uh, the Surf Dusters, the Fabulous Planktoins, the Mulch Men, who apparently have covered uh, the Shadowy Men reg regularly, and his bands you know, 
the Sadies appear on it, which is appropriate because the Sadies will be playing with the Shadowy Men later this week when they play at the Rickshaw on Friday, June 3rd. But there's another connection based on the revival of Shadowy Men 2, the live music scene. Now we'll continue with the covers with two from a fascinating Chicago act. They're known as Korean Jeans. It features Beth McDonald on tuba and then Neil Markovsky on drums and non-tuba. And they did a full album cover of Shadowy Men's On a Shadowy Planet's debut album, a compilation of their early EPs from 1988 called Savvy Showstoppers. And uh, February this year, Savvy Showstoppers appears on a limited 100 cassette release with all proceeds donated to the Rainbow Hospice, Gildas Club Chicago, and Nicholas Louis Cancer Fund. Quality things on that side. So we're going to listen to some tuba and drums here. And uh, we're going to start off with their take of Shadowy Countdown before we listen to one of their early singles, Bennett Surf. So do hunt this down if you get a chance. It is on Bandcamp, Korean Jeans here, covering Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Korean Jeans doing two Shadowy Men and a Shadowy cover, starting off with Shadowy Countdown 
obviously featuring a chorus not of tubas. And then we heard Bennett Surf. So again, I think the cassette is sold out, but again, if you go to Bandcamp, you can still pay some money to donate to a good cause to listen to some eccentric covers. Some of the songs don't really work as expected because it's very bare bones, but there's some that uh, the tube is distorted beyond belief, and you can sort of buy into what's going on there. Now behind me, it's Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet properly off of their 1991 album Dim the Lights, Chill the Ham. The song is The Case, The Missing Lady Fingers. And Dim the Lights, Chill the Ham was one of the three albums that was recently released by Yep Rock on a four-album box set. The fourth album consists of a whole wide range of rarities. To the point, uh, there are some songs there I had not heard before. We're going to spread some things out here a little bit. So the first song originally could have been on Savvy Showstoppers, but this was at a time that Shadowy Man actually relied on a saxophone at times. But the joke here is that the song title says there's a saxophone, but it's called the Big Saxophone Lie. Uh, we'll skip some of the other sax numbers, and uh, we'll go then with a um, song that originally appeared as a B-side to a split single with Change of Heart, where they both played the same song. But we're going to start off with Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, and we'll be playing with the Sadies of the Rickshaw this Friday. Off of the re-released Savvy Showstoppers, this will be the big saxophone lie.
Join us every other Wednesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. for Sam Squanch's Hideaway with your host, Anita B., as she plays all Canadian music with a focus on indie rock and pop. If you ask me a good day, I could do both whistling parts. Uh, on the background, this is Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet from Dim the Lights, Chill the Ham, with Who Painted Whistler's Mother. And we just heard uh, them doing Tired of Waking Up Tired. It was a part of a split 7-inch with Change of Heart. Also features uh, a track about uh, the Alouette. Canada's first satellite, way before the Americans even. Uh, we'll do a couple rarities from the third and final album before we start doing some of their offshoots. And um, it's 
Sport Fishing, The Lure of the Bait, Luck of the Hook. Produced by Steve Albini, who was a big fan of Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Say what you will about uh, his uh, politics, whether regards to uh, how the music industry works or doesn't work, and then some of the other stuff he spouts. He was a big fan of Shadowy Men to the point that he offered to produce them for free. And uh, I'm not sure exactly if the band took him up on the offer completely. But, at the very least, they did spend some time in Chicago doing the recording for Sport Fishing, and they met a good portion of the Chicago music scene there. On all accounts, at least based on the line arts for the reissue to Sport Fishing indicates, it was a good time for them. So, from that re-released album featuring some tracks that didn't appear on that before, to the point, I think I only heard this song as a John Peel live session. This will be Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet with the last of my hiccups. And then we'll follow up with uh, something I remember appearing on a later single. Involving a crustacean of some sort. Stay tuned. More Shadowy Men up. Everybody, you are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR.
So from the recently reissued Sport Fish and the Lure of the Bait, The Luck of the Hook, which appears on the box set from the Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet known. Oh, I guess we're a fucking surf band now. We started off with the last of my hiccups, and then we heard the song of the lobster. The last time I did a profile on Shadowy Men, I did uh, choose some music from their sole movie soundtrack, 1996's Day Double Happiness. Fortunately, I played most of the songs off of that. So, at some point, maybe again, I can try to dig up some of the more rarities, although it's iterations of the same theme. But, after they broke up in 1996, and I'll talk about part of the reason why after we play one of the acts that kind of necessitated it, uh, there were basically two main things that formed that were popular before we talk about some additional soundtrack movie music by the solo acts. Behind me, this is Atomic 7, off of the 2007 album Something for the Girl with Everything. This is I Regret Nothing. Now, Atomic 7 was one of the side projects formed by guitarist Brian Connolly of Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, and a rotating cast of bassists and drummers, and uh, it has a bit more of a traditional kind of rockabilly vibe, I would say, because Reed Diamond's bass tend to hop around a lot and kind of gave it that disjoint feel. But that's not to say that Brian Connolly still brought uh, his measure of humor and solid sense of licks to the show. We're going to go off of the 2002 debut by Atomic 7, Gowns by Edith Head. And this song actually originally appeared in the Kids in the Hall as one of the little side songs. But uh, the Shadowy Men never recorded. And this is a tribute to one of the great places in Toronto. So this is Atomic 7 with Mimi, Queen of Bathurst. This is Mimi Queen of Bathurst for real.
So from their only album, 1996's Fresh Gasoline, that was Phonicomb with Ear National Anthem, a simulation of assimilation. Phonicomb originally formed when Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet played with Jad Fair, since he was playing a Toronto proto-film with his band Half Japanese. And uh, at the time, they sort of worked on a few songs and worked out quite well. Shadowy Men were playing their hiatus, and... uh, Part of the reason for that was Brian Connolly did not want to play with Jad Fair again. So the other two members, Reed Diamond and Don Pyle, collaborated with Jad Fair for a while on vocals for the vocal version of it. Eventually, Dallas Good joined a guitar. And then Beverly Breckenridge eventually joined on bass. Dallas Good becomes important later, and obviously that's at this point how I'm going to close the show at some point, but we have a couple songs we need to get out of the way, but first, behind me, this is Atomic 7, also off of Something for the Girl with Everything, this is Guilt Wears a Dazzling Chapeau, and let's talk about the drummer from Shadowy Men, Don Pyle, because he's had an active part of the Toronto music scene as a producer and a musician for a while. Uh, as a Greek buck, he provided this theme to the TV series Queer as Folk. Also provided the soundtrack to the recent film Portrait of a Serial Monogamist. So we're going to listen to a couple short cues off of that. I'll come back for a little bit and we'll get you ready for the jazz show. So stay tuned. This is Don Pyle, the theme to Portrait of a Serial Monogamist.
So from the soundtrack to Portrait of a Serial Monogamous, we just heard a couple tracks there because honestly, there are only three C songs on that release. We started with Don Pyle with the theme. Then we heard Summer Eves there with I Heard People Talking. You can definitely hear some of the Shadowy Men sound in there. At this point, Don Pyle still drums, but he's been pretty active on synths. And most recently, Don Pyle's project right now is a Toronto band called Long Branch. At some point, I'll definitely share some music off of that with you. Otherwise, the key thing to make note of with Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet is that the reunion isn't really a complete one because Reed Diamond died of cancer back in 2003. So for all live performances now, Dallas Good, we heard before with Phonocomb, fills in on bass. He's less spastic jumpy on stage, and he's indicated on record that Diamond's bass patterns were insane. And of course, Dallas Good is part of the Sadies. So both the Sadies and Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, along with some special guests, are brought to you by Timber Concerts when they play the rickshaw at the corner of Hastings and Maine this Friday, June 3rd. Doors at 8, show at 9. It's a 19 and older show. Tickets start at $25. We're going to close with one Sadie's track here. But before I forget, in the background, this is Squala Ferrano off of the 2010 Tribute EP. This is Colorado Strings. And that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Back from Denver. Coming up shortly. You're just seconds away from having Gavin Walker with The Jazz Show take you to midnight for the rest of your Monday broadcast. So email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, at 100air. Instagram, Myopic Man, Exploding Hit Movies as itself on Facebook and Tumblr. Next week, we'll get back to the video game theme, even though it'll be June. We'll figure things out. So let's listen to at least a short song by the Sadies, since it features the Good Brothers, Dallas and Travis, along with Sean D. and Mike Belitsky. And this actually comes from another cartoon, 12-Ounce Mouse, a short-lived TV series on Adult Swim. And from the Sadie's Archives, Volume 1, Rarities, Oddities, and Radio, 1995 to 2015, through the Swiss label Moi Je Connais, this is a song that appeared in Episode 5, tied to Rhoda's Bar. But the Sadie's simply call this a song for a 12-ounce mouse. So take care of yourselves, Vancouver. We'll see you in seven days. And I might be less hyperactive and more scripted, but we'll see. I try to jam a lot of stuff in here. At one point, we had 50 songs, but... No. Anyways, take care. Listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on the web www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for the jazz show coming right up right now.
Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee 